Hey there, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I'm your host, Neil Dipentino. So glad you could join us today. Uh, I have actually two guests with me today um, from Brave Core Leadership Consultancy. These guys, uh, they've authored a book together called Brave Together. Uh, they're also co-hosts on a podcast called uh, Lead with a Question. Please welcome to the show, Chris Deaver and Ian, or I'm sorry, Ian Clausen. Ian, welcome. Chris, welcome. Thanks for having us. Awesome, man. Glad you guys could join me. So um, I, like I told you before, um, I've been doing this for quite a while, but I've never had two guests on at the same time. So this is kind of a first for me, and I'm super excited to see where this thing goes. Because look, we're just, you know, a few guys sitting here. We're going to talk a little bit of business. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, what you guys do. We're going to talk about your 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 uh, your processes. We're going to talk about what your company does. Uh, and we're going to talk about how you can help other businesses. So we're going to get into all that in just a second. But what I'd like to do before we get started with that is I'd like you to tell our audience a little bit about yourselves. We're going to start with Chris. Chris, tell us about yourself, if you would, please. Sure. Thanks, Neil. Uh, yeah. So uh, co-author of the book Brave Together, uh, which is about leading you know, by design and, and it's, you know, creativity and then co-creation, uh, which we really believe deeply in. I, uh, sp have spent a lot of time coaching leaders, working within cultures, uh, to shape cultures, uh, you know, kind of to become, you know, future oriented, uh, at Apple, Disney, uh, other tech companies, uh, and, you know, Ian and I met and, uh, you know, kind of, well, started co-creating, right. The book's a result of that, the, uh, you know, coaching uh, and culture work that we do with companies is a result of that. And uh, we're really excited to be here. Outstanding. Ian, tell us about yourself, buddy. Yeah. So I have a, a background in healthcare management and leadership. And so I, um, I was in the Bay Area where Chris was situated with some of the tech companies he was associated with at the time. And the, the irony is Chris was has a vast experience as a leadership coach working at these fortune 500 companies at the highest level. And here I am, I'm more of a practitioner and a leader of, you know, 150 to 300 people at a given uh, space. And, and so this is where these ideas started to collide is we, we, we had shared interests in these leadership books, podcasts that we had in common that we were currently listening to. And it just turned into uh, being vulnerable. And we started sharing these ideas we've had. I have this creative side to myself, as does Chris. And I think most of our professional lives, that side of us is kind of guarded. And so we were able to kind of share these ideas more freely with each other. And uh, we ended up co-creating something quite special. Um, a fiction project was our first project that we worked on together. And it was exciting. It brought out a lot of energy in us. And it was something truly special. We ended up zooming out and we're like, wow, this, this doesn't normally happen like this. When you partner with somebody, what is this? And we started to ask deeper questions and that's how we went down the path of co-creation and we zoomed out and we're like, how can we help others do what we just experienced? That's awesome. You know, um, I've been kind of a solopreneur pretty much my entire life. I've had, um, 
several businesses. I still own a couple of businesses and just recently uh, started um, Titan Media Works with a really good friend of mine, uh, uh, Cash Miller, who owned Titan Digital. And uh, we've worked together on various projects over the years. And it seemed like we always thought that, you know, at some point in time that we would be doing something together. But, you know, the things that we talked right. about just never really kind of came to fruition until till now. And I can honestly say from my own personal experience, working with somebody that you really get along with that you can can you can collaborate with is so much better than trying to do it all on your own. Would you agree? Hands oh, yeah. Outstanding. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your business. The uh, name of your company is Brave Core Leadership Consultancy. Tell us about Brave Core, if you would, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so as Ian was saying, you know, we what we did was um, you know gather uh, and intuit what the kind of principles of the future are right for companies for leaders and you know we've always had a curiosity about this uh mm -hmm. one of my mentors was uh stephen covey and uh you know he wrote the seven habits book that was pretty definitive uh it's also different than a lot of what's out there you know even in the marketplace today uh, a lot of times we get a book that tells us you know kind of one principle right and that explains it for you know 100 or 200 pages and that's fine, right? There's stories about it, but usually you get in, into it, you know, 50 or hundred pages in and you realize, wow, this is just that one principle uh, mm -hmm. where Covey's work of the seven habits was, you know, seven principles that had an kind of a tension, a beautiful tension to them. And it led us into a, a different future back then. Uh, right. So begin with the end in mind, you know, think win, win, uh, you know, synergize. And we were looking for something like this, but we couldn't find it. And so we decided to write it together. And this is the inception of what became uh, the book Brave Together. And for example, one of those principles, we actually learned it um, you know, from Ed Catmull, who founded Pixar with Steve Jobs. Uh, and we also we realized that the future is also creative. And you know, as you said, there's power and partnership and collaboration and working together. And that you know that next wave, see, like. Prior, you know, over time, we saw that industrial age was really about efficiency. And, you know, you go back even to Dale Carnegie and where they focused, you know, on op optimizing that. You know, Covey and, and the knowledge worker timeframe, uh, you know, information age was about effectiveness, you know, being an effective manager, being an effective leader. And so in the future, we see this opportunity that is co-creation, right? And it's, it's, it's amplification of collaboration, and these are things that you know AI and technology, let's say, can't do. They cannot do as well as 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 a uh, a team that is working you know together. Uh, you know the complexity of the human mind, the level of quality that you can produce out of the partnership that happens. We've seen this in Pixar teams, Nike, Apple, and so these are the kinds of things that can power the future. And you know, with Ed, we learned the principle. And we consider this a meta principle. And so in our book, there's a set of you know, seven meta or six meta principles, excuse me, that are essentially a frame to for any any leader, any culture uh, to build their own uh, first principles uh, that could be shared in an organization. And and the first one is lead with the question. Uh, that was an experience we had with Ed and we're sitting with him and, you know, we thought we were going to just have our time with Yoda. We were going to hit the wisdom dispenser yes. and uh, he was just going to unload. 
And instead of that, we got a, a, a guy who was sitting with us for what we thought was going to be 30 minutes, it was three hours it turned into. And he was just listening and asking great questions. Um, at the time, he was Jedi fading out of Pixar you know, as a founder and, and leader of Pixar. And then also out of um, you know, Disney Animation as the head of Disney Animation. Um, but there was also things that he had, he had done to bridge uh, you know, the work with Marvel and Star Wars uh, as they had come into the fold of Disney. Uh, he's a modest guy, so he'd never really you know, talk about that. But one of the examples of that we asked him about was John Favreau, you know, who started uh, The Mandalorian. And we had it, we intuited, we thought, you know, there's some, there's some connection between these two because the brain trust work at Pixar, it, it bears a resemblance of what they've done with Mandalorian, right? And, and, and this was a time where they solved for the problem of the other Star Wars movies, which was they just felt like siloed movies, uh, you know, seven, eight, and nine. And this is, this is ammunition for a lot of debate that goes on still to this day, right? Were they good? Were they bad? We don't know. Uh, depending on who you ask and and what right. they were feeling at the time, or maybe it's a mixed bag per movie, but the Mandalorian seems like there's a very strong consensus of agreement on how great these, the, the that show is. And it really mm-hmm. boils down to Favreau and a team, a brain trust of people, of directors coming together, very diverse people um, thinking differently and in the context of a team. And so what does brave core do, you know, for uh, leaders and cultures well, we offer a path to, you know, building a brain trust and a team. Uh, and in Ed's words, you know, he said this about Brave Core. He said, you've cracked the, his focus was on creatives and, you know, creative companies. But he said, you've done this so that any, any, any person in any domain, you know, can do this. Uh, and so that's the intent of the book. That's the intent of our work as, as you know, coaches and advisors, consultants. It's to spend time with leaders and teams and organizations uh, to build that that future culture that that they're looking to. I, you know, there's definitely power in collaboration, and I, you're absolutely right. I look at AI right now. I actually just had somebody on uh, not too long ago who was an AI expert, and even she admitted that you know, without the human touch, uh, AI really doesn't matter. If you combine the two, it's kind of cool. You can do some amazing things. But I love that collaboration. I like the idea of working with people who have different thought patterns and think, you know, we, we all thought the same way. What would we come up with? Like probably not very much fun stuff. So Ian, can you maybe elaborate on that a little bit and tell us a little right. bit about, you talk about uh, the, um, you know, building uh, high growth cultures. How does that all work out for you guys? How's that work? Right. So, you know, the, this is the wild West. I mean, most, most employees experiences are, are, you know, we just had the great resignation, right? Um, just recently talked about over the last few years, quiet quitting is another trend that's perking up. People have been very dissatisfied with their work life experience, right? And so you see this push for remote work, you see a mass layoff from employers. And it's this, um, I think it's this time that we're in that people are trying to reimagine how this is all going to work out. And so this is where Brave Together comes in our book and the material, the principles. Um, the co-creative patterns. What we see is um, the current leadership landscape tends to resist creativity, right? They're, they have these antibodies and uh, they don't want to disrupt the status quo. You know, they have figured out certain things that have attributed to their successes, but for that long-term growth and scaling and to maintain success, we see that companies that are slow to adopt 
these creative principles or, or leadership practices, they're they're struggling, right? They're struggling to retain their employee base, and and they're fearful, quite frankly, of a lot of the the technologies that are surfacing, like AI. And to your point, you know, we see AI as an extension of our create creative capabilities, right? It should be viewed as a tool. You know, cr the current applications that are out there requires human imagination and prompts. And it's pretty incredible what it can spit out and even the art that it generates. But we, st we st still need this, um, a portion of human imagination and creativity to unlock these things. And this, this is the great opportunity for employers who have been standoffish about creative ideas. They want to lead with answers. They want to come to meetings and have everything prepared and it's polished the talking points, you know, through HR and, and we need to reimagine workplace culture. And that's what we do is we help with this transitioning phase we're in with life is how can we approach these things in a principled way? It's really interesting. So when you talk about creativity in the workplace, we're not talking about, you know, marketing and creating, you right. know, this or that. You're, you're talking about a creative way, if I understand this correctly, creative way to actually conduct your business and to interact with your employees. Can you give some examples of what that might look like? Yeah. Yeah. So one simple one is, you know, if we take the lead with the question, kind of meta principle further, further down, you know, to Ian's point in a very practical way, and this is actually something they do at Pixar, they'll plant a question a week in advance. So instead of sending out an agenda, they'll send a question. And what that does is it opens up possibilities, right? It doesn't say, you know, cause an agenda can look like, oh, that's baked, right? We're, we're just going to show up and, and the leader's going to tell us, you know, they're going to talk through this agenda. And, and not to diss on agendas too hard, but um, it's not as powerful as a question. And so you could mm -hmm. have an agenda, but you could have a question as well that says- I do the agenda, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's kind of about the macro idea, right? That, you're, that we're wrestling with as a team because the intent is not, hey, let's just come in and have an exchange. Let's just transact ideas. No, uh, a meeting for it to be truly meaningful uh, and we've seen this in places like Apple where you have these engineers who have written white papers and gotten PhDs and, and then they sit at the table, but they're humble to the universe. It's ego free, you know, building blocks are on the table and everybody's just looking to unleash the magic of essentially revelation, right? Things that didn't exist before we entered the room uh, or the Zoom room. And so you can plant a seed, you know, week in advance. And then in, in the course of the, of the meeting or the conversation, um, you know, let people check in and allow for this kind of brave space where people are, uh, you know, it, it, they're, they're asking powerful questions and, and it's kind of more open-ended. And so you, you can lead with powerful questions yourself as a leader. Uh, and what that does, it just unlocks people, right? It unlocks, uh, possibilities, their imagination. I mean, to your point about AI being, if it's, if it's soulless or if it's disconnected to, these kinds of interactions. I mean, then we get like, uh, well, Marvel, for example, Secret Invasion, that show, they did the, the intro of that with just AI. And I don't think they really did a lot of a lot of the stuff we're talking about. And so I actually, I was talking to some Marvel folks and they made a formal apology <laughs> to me about the intro. And, and it's, it's bad. I watched it with my son and I was like, I can't understand what this is all about. But, you know, they've done other things that are amazing, <laughs> right? The movie Endgame, but that's a group of, you know, people doing the stuff we're talking about, collaborating, asking powerful questions, 
uh, or Iron Man when they started it, it was the same thing. Downey Jr., you know, Jeff Bridges, Favreau in a room in a trailer challenging each other and doing a lot of improv, right? Where uh, Jeff Bridges is more comfortable with like, let's have a script, but it's like, no, they're, they're just co-creating. And that was the yeah. start of all of that. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, so I'm thinking like we're talking create creatives, right? So we all know that, you know, creatives think a little bit differently than everybody else to some extent. Right. So uh, in my mind, I'm envisioning like a, a meeting, you know, if you're looking like a board meeting, we're talking numbers and everything. I don't, is that, that's not really the kind of meeting you're talking about. Right. Are you talking about more of a creative type? We're getting it. We're coming up with new ideas. We're trying to look at new approaches, that type of thing. Or just, yeah. or just yeah. operations, right? Just okay. the routine operations meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It could be, it could be a blend of uh, both. You know, sometimes, I mean, I've struggled in certain companies where we just, and granted, like, I think there's a time and a place right to the question, like where we can, we can do a retrospective, you know, look at, look at financials, have that conversation. Um, you know, but I've seen, we've seen companies where they stare at PL sheets, all day, right. In all their meetings. And that's not innovation, right. And mm -hmm. it's not going to shape their future. And by the way, AI can do this. AI can crunch numbers far better than any human. Um, right. It can even pull out qualitative patterns based on those, those numbers. And so what we're seeing is the, the, the creative engine, right. For the future. That's also people powered in these team settings. Uh, it's, it's very, it's largely untapped, right. We talk about the brain, you know, we use about, you know, 10% of our brains are unlocked to their full potential. Well, we believe that that's probably true of most organizations in this context. And what happens if they would, right? It, it could be 10 and literally there's a 10 X potential for this and just some numbers we'll crunch with you. Um, we looked, we looked at this holistically with uh, certain companies and brands. So take Nike, for example, they set on a course to shape principles and, and that's one thing you can do as well, right? As a company to say, hey, what is our future? And what are the principles like lead with the question, but for the culture, right? So Nike did this. That are shared. Yeah. Right. So Nike did this in the 70s, 1977, a guy named Rob, I don't remember his last name. He literally just intuited, what are the principles that we that we live by at Nike? And what are what is the future principles? And he he wrote these down and he, he just went around taping them on people's doors. And you fast forward to today and a Nike historian looked back and he asked a lot of people like, was this, was this real? Like Phil Knight didn't sanction this. Like this didn't look official, but was this true? Like, was this true to who Nike was going to be and started you know, being as a culture? And everybody said, yeah, you know, Rob was, he was kind of pulling this from different places and aggregating that future. And now you fast forward and you look at Nike's performance uh, in every cat. Well, in categories, as far as culture, you can rate them comparative to other companies, ASICs, Skechers, and others. And, you know, Nike consistently scores 80 or 90% also with customers, right? Whether it's inside culture or outside with customers, it's at 80 to 90%. Other companies like Skechers, ASICs are about 60%. The difference of growth or impact of that is 10x, right? As far as revenues, it's a massive difference. But that, if we think about for entrepreneurs or anybody that's running a company is also true in any industry. Uh, so we've had experiences with leaders who've asked us, hey, come do some team building, do some work with our team. And we boil it down and say, and, they, and they'd say like, oh, well, you know, we're not sure. One example specifically, a leader running a team, an organization, about 100 people. And he said, I don't think they're all that committed. And we said, okay. Um, and he said, I, I want you to do some team dynamics, especially me and my co-founder with the organization. We said, well, let's, let's, let's ask some more questions. 
um, what's your vision of the future? He said, exit strategy in three years. You know, we get to 45, he was at 15 million. I want to get to 45 million, then I sell. And we said, okay, do your people know that? He's like, uh, yeah, why? <laughs> he said, well, you said they're not committed, right? And, that, and, you know, so you're showing up with a pina colada on a beach, you know, in three years, and that's your your approach to your work, right? And you're saying, and so they're, they're kind of having that same experience. Uh, and so we, we just coached to say, hey, zoom out, step back, start to build these first principles, build a brain trust, right? Of people that are wrestling and, with the question. Involve your team in the future. How do we build a great culture together, right? What is a great mm -hmm. culture? Um, and, you know, if we have these goals, like how do we achieve these? So fast forward about a year, he calls us and he says, wow, that culture work we did has changed everything. We just had a million dollar day yesterday. Wow. They were at 150 million a year from 15 million to 150 million a year. They went public. Um, he's selling his part of the business now, but he got into culture, right? Which was, Hey, this, what's this going to be in the future as well? It's something to be proud of. Right. So he's still involved as an advisor, uh, but he feels really gratified to know that, you know, it wasn't just about the numbers. It was about far more. Um, and that's true of, you know, Steve Jobs or Ed Cat or anybody we talk about their most important product was the culture. Well, you know, when, so something I was thinking about as you're talking is that, um, you know, again, I'm kind of going back to the whole meeting situation and, and in creating this creativity within the company, obviously we all creativity is a fun thing to do. I mean, everybody wants to be creative and everybody has ideas. I know in our own organization, sometimes we do meetings and we're firing ideas back and forth at each other, like at rapid fire pace. And like some of the ideas are great. Some of them aren't even executable, but at some point in time, you got to look at it and go like, look, uh, we got this big old pile of ideas and we haven't done anything but th throw ideas back and forth at each other. So how do you control something or do you need to control something like that? Uh, yeah, I think it's more of channel, uh, channeling the energy, you know, let go of the control and focus on connecting with your team. And that's that starts off as ideation, what you're describing. Right. But we ultimately need to let the best ideas win. And so where's that energy going to take it from ideation to builds? And once it starts to get practical and maybe there's some resources and there's some, a green light to pursue some things and to see where it could go, that's where you focus the energy. And if it's, if it's tied to your business strategies and the forecasts and all that, great. It's going to move the needle and your team is going to help you get there is the idea. Yeah. The process could be, you could split it out too. If, you know, to, in Tian's point, you follow the energy. Uh, the Imagineers at Disney would split into two meetings where they have expansion of ideation and then contraction of focus on, you know, direction. What are we going right. to decide on? Right. And what are we going to actually build? So, so then people, you know, you don't have to bump into people's feelings about like, well, we're, you know, deciding or criticizing idea. You just expand first. Next meeting is like, okay, let's decide what are we going to, out of all these, we're going to pick. We have a friend that uh, started, he went to LA Times, you know, and the, the newspaper business took a hit, right? When digital happened and all these things happened. And so mm -hmm. the business was in the red, but, um, you know, he got his team together and said, let's, let's figure out some ideas, right? What, what can we do, you know, to have an impact on our business? And they got a list of like 40 or like a hundred ideas. And they he picked one, uh, they, they, they decided together. It's like number 47. It's like, we'll start a podcast. That seems like a small thing, but they actually built what, the, what was called the LA Times Studios around this. And it turned into a 10 to $15 million business. Uh, it went in the black. It helped their whole entire business. 
but they also had a lot of great success with those shows. And, you know, it turned out because he asked the question and, and they, you know, opened up as a group and then they followed through and, and actually built it. That's really good. So what I'm hearing you say is like, there's actually two steps in that whole process. You know, the idea, the, you call it ideation. Ideation. I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. So, yeah. So that's part one. Then part two is just kind of just figuring out what that, that best idea or those best ideas are and just drilling down and trying to execute on those ideas. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Cause you couldn't do all hundred for example, but you could say, Hey, that one and maybe the other two, and then you focus right. The direction yeah, towards that. And you um, could spend two months on a build that the energy took you there and you need to pivot as a team. And that's okay too. You can go back to the, the ideas on the board that were generated from the team and yeah. pivot and, and, and pursue true North. Right. I love that. I, I, you know, I'm thinking of some small business uh, uh, clients that I've had people that I know are in business and everything who, you know, they, they lead uh, their business kind of from a position of authority. They don't really, you know, um, let the staff really get involved. It's like, this is what the, this is what we've done before. This is what we're doing now. This is what we're going to do forever. Okay. So just, it's disempowering, just do right? It, right? Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. really is. So then, then all of a sudden you're, uh, you're, you, you can't find an employee that wants to get engaged or really be, you, you lose that loyalty and, exactly. and, uh, you know, and, and, and just the performance goes down, I would imagine, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's performance yeah. and it's innovation, right? Yeah. I mean, I think going back to innovation is like, we have so much that's untapped, right? That has not been built. And granted, you could have a leader who's had a pretty successful business and they feel very confident about, hey, the revenue stream, they've kind of figured it out. But it's a what if question, right? What if mm -hmm. you unlock the 10x capability of your people, you know, or 100x, right? Like, what does it turn into, right? What, what could that become uh, as far as ideas, products, services, all of it? Yeah. To be, to be fair too, I think um, a lot of people struggle with their creative identity. We tend to see others as being more creative than us. They fit a certain department, right? You, you were talking about marketing and some other you know, creative um, type of jobs that exist currently. And so part of what we do with our coaches, we help current leaders see themselves as co-creators, kind of unlock that within themselves, not just creators, but how to do it with others. And then creatives... A lot that are freelancers, they struggle with the business components of how to make a living and, and they're starving artists, the right. majority are. And so how can we get them to, to become leaders that are principled in a principled way and, and, and find success in working with others? So it's the yin and the yang and it's bringing people together, right? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's kind of like what you mentioned at the very beginning is, is just, it's more of a communication type thing. Um, many years, several years ago, I went to a, um, uh, a social media boot camp and I sat in on a, uh, uh, a seminar on how to deal with creatives, how to not deal with, but how to communicate with creatives. And they kind of explained, and, and I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty creative guy, but that's not what my business is. I'm more on the sales side of our business and everything. But I, it was funny because as they were talking, I could go back in my mind and remember mm -hmm. certain situations where I'd had conversations with people and it went terribly wrong because of just, I didn't communicate properly. You know, and I think they were saying something like, you know, a lot of creative people, you know, are really they're really invested in their ideas and that when you say you don't like their ideas, they in their mind, they're thinking like, you don't like me. 
you know, and uh, that's, that's a very really, good point. Right. That's really not the case, but that's that's the thought pattern, I think. And so we need to learn how to communicate uh, better when we're dealing with people who are a little bit different. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a great example, too, because one of the great opportunities for leaders, if they're asking themselves, you know, listen to this, like, what what can I do? Where do I start? It's what you highlighted, right? Is It's what we call the mirror test, which is, you know, as we learn, as we grow, because we're all growing, um, is, you know, asking ourselves the question, you know, uh, what what can I do differently? Right. Especially as we look at this future, we look at these rising generations, you know, they're, they're, it's a different um, tone, vibe. There's technologies that are emerging that we all, you know, and none of us can keep up with. Right. I mean, it used to be where, you know, but now we have things, you know, with AI, it's like, well, there's a new release every probably, probably, you know, the time we've been on this call has been like probably 10 new releases of who knows what. Updates right? to current <laughs> technologies. Right. And so we'll never be able to keep up. But the beauty, the beauty is, is the potential and yes, the complexity, but the opportunity, right. To build things together. Uh, that's proven. And that will be true, you know, in 10 years and a hundred years, a thousand years. And so it's, it's really a question of how good can we get at building the future together. Outstanding. Well, guys, I just kind of glanced at the clock and we're like already over. This has been so interesting. We could go on forever. And I actually think at some point in time, uh, I'm going to talk to my folks. I'd love to have you back and talk a little bit more and go in a little bit more detail. But because we have come to the end, I'd like to ask you one last question. I just basically would like you to, you know, if you have anything, uh, any, any parting thoughts you'd like to leave with our, our audience today. Sure. I'll take a, the first stab at that is, you know, co-creation is, isn't this next shiny next wave. Like we're all told to work harder, work smarter. And so coming off of a book that we just wrote, we know that some might perceive that as like low hanging fruit fruit. Oh, if I just do this, you know, it's going to give me the edge in business. We understand that co-creation is a messy. And so just be patient, be patient with others, right? We need to be patient with ourselves and, and be brave and, and we need to try new things. And it's not about 10,000 hours to gain experience. It's about 10,000 iterations, right? Which Naval Ravikant says so, so brilliantly, but there is hope in co-creation and it's worth the messy parts. It's worth the struggles. It's worth the learning curve to get there because the end result can be such beautiful products or a beautiful business or solutions for customers. And so we just want to leave people with that sense of hope that we live in tough times and, you know, the, the current job landscape, the work environment looks a little grim right now, but these are the things that we're dreaming of. And we want this to become a shared dream. And so if it can offer, if these principles can offer guidance and direction and hope, then amen. That's what we want. Outstanding. Outstanding. So, uh, if our our audience would like to get in contact with you guys, learn a little bit more about your business, learn a little bit more about how to get your book, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, you can go to uh, www.bravecore.co, uh, so bravecore.co, and uh, you know we've got resources and information there. Uh, you know, frameworks you can get download for free, and then there's also the book that you can access there or on Amazon. Uh, that's available now. So we we're, would love to connect. And, uh, you know, we, we are excited about the future. And one of the favorite quotes I have is Albert Einstein said, uh, imagination is more important than knowledge. It's the preview of life's coming attractions. 
That sounds awesome. I can tell you guys are passionate about what you do. Uh, I can tell you work really well together. You know, we were talking about the at the beginning of the show. This is the first time that I've actually had uh, two people on a show with me. And I'm thinking like, well, I wonder how this is going to go. But you you guys really kind of went, you kind of like um, complement each other very well. So congratulations. I guess that's that co-creation um, uh, thing, right? That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Neil, it. it's, it's been fun to, to get to know you, meet you and um, have this conversation today. Well, fantastic. Look, again, we're going to try to get you back here, talk a little bit more. Very interesting stuff, guys. Hey, take a look at their book and get in contact with them. You'll also find all that information in our show notes. Folks, that's all we have for today. That's our show. We actually went a little bit over, but this is so exciting. Been a great, great day. Uh, listen, Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out at titanmediaworks.com. That's works spelled W-O-R-X. And also check out all of our other great hosts on the Small Business Delivered Network at smallbusinessdelivered.com. Until next time. Next time, take care. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.